Hey friend, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please take a moment to refer to the show notes as there is content warning for today's show. Take a moment to read it, decide if you want to continue to listen, but as always, make sure you're protecting your mental space and peace, and we'll see you on the other side. Happy listening. Yes, yes. Okay, so y'all already know, y'all already know this, I, I, I listen. If you're watching, you get the dance party, the intro. If you're not watching, you just get the sound effects of what I think my dance parties sound like. And because the people who come on here also don't have good sense, they partake in the foolishness. So with all that said, welcome. Welcome, mommies. Welcome to the other side of mommy because there's more to this mom life. If you don't know who I am by now, shame on you. But I am your host, Timor. And um, yeah, so we, you know, I like to call it mother. Well, actually, the evolution of motherhood. This is what this podcast really is, is we are evolving as women, right? And so we are not just one thing. I'm not just Sid Savvy and James mom. I am still Tanisha. I'm still an individual. And that is what this podcast speaks to. And so we talk about the other side of motherhood. And so today we are talking about the other side of grief. So this is my disclaimer slash trigger warning for you all. Um, you know, I want you to protect your peace at all times. And so uh, this will be a heavy episode. If you are dealing with grief in any capacity, I implore you to listen to a different episode um, of one of the other podcasts that are a little lighter, because this may not be the one for you today. Um, so we are going to be talking about death. We're going to be talking about death of a parent. Um, and so fair warning. Um, so protect your space, protect your mental, because even for me, this is probably going to be hard because I have my own feelings about death. So that is the disclaimer going out there. So today, my amazing <laughs> sister friend. So funny story. When I met today's guest, I told her, like I tell most of my friends who don't believe me, you going to be my best friend. <laughs> Did I not tell you that, Kai? Mm -hmm. I, I did. And I said, mm -hmm. that's just what it's going to be. Correct. And I said it with that much attitude, that much force mm -hmm. to let her know we mm -hmm. go together. Correct. And that's just how it has to be in this thing. So I would like to welcome my amazing sister friend, Hi, Glover, to the other side today. Hand clap, hand clap, hand clap, hand clap. Kai, I would do you no justice. So tell the people a little brief, brief, okay? Brief. 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 Okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I got About you. who you are. Okay. You're so cute yeah. today. <laughs> oh, thank you, friend. Um, <laughs> well, yes, I. Uh, my name is Kai. Uh, my name is Kyla, but I go by Kai. Uh, the short version is I used to work for a phone company and I used to work um, in the government sector and my clients loved me and then they would go look me up on social media and they couldn't do it because then we would lose the contract and we would get in trouble. So I had to change mm -hmm. my name to Kai. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. that's just been what stuck. So my name is Kyla Glover, but I go by Kai Glover. I am... Um, I am a woman of God, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a daddy's girl all day long. And I am a makeup artist, professional makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist for 12 years now. Um, I'm an airbrush makeup artist. I love, love, love what I get to do. Um, it is an amazing thing when God takes his plan for you as women and being on your heart. And because you're creative, he meshes those two together. So it's a pretty mm. amazing thing that I get to do. Um, I'm a wife for it'll be 13 years this year. Praise um, God. Baby. <laughs> okay. Jesus did that. Mm. Um, and I am a mom. <laughs> I'm a mom of three. So I'm a bonus mom. I have a bonus baby. When I met my husband, um, his daughter, our daughter, she was nine at the time. And she is turning 23 this year. 
So and, and uh, that is my bonus baby. I love her. I always tell folks that she was the first person to call me mom. And I have two that I pushed out. Um, and that, so we'll start from the top. Top is Marcasia. She's 23. Mackenzie is 12, um, going on 22. And Edward yes. is nine, going on 19. And um, yes, he is. so I'm also the creator of a women's empowerment group called I See You Girl, because I believe I in- you. I see you, girl. I believe in um, sisterhood with the kingdom mindset um, that you should see her heart before you see what she looks like. I think with the way that the racial tension was some years ago, God placed it on the heart that we were holding ourselves back from what could possibly be one of the best relationships that we would have or sisterhoods that we could have simply because they didn't look like us. And mm-hmm. so I, um, I encourage women to look at the heart first yes. before so I'm all for it. And um, that is that is who I am. That was a lot. Okay? To, it was it's not condensed. It's what it wasn't. I tried. I tried. I think that was 30 seconds. I don't know how long that was, but I, I tried. Don't you worry. Seconds. Don't you worry. Because, <laughs> yes. Because, yes. Well, we're going to kick it off with yeah. um, our momspirational quote. Now, I don't, I don't know how... Inspirational, this one will be, but okay. I believe okay. that it is helpful. Okay. Um, and so the quote comes from Elizabeth Kubler Ross. She is okay. a psychiatrist, and it says, The reality is that you will grieve forever. Mm-hmm. You will not get over the loss of a loved one, you will learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's dive into it. Um, yeah, I think I must say, I think it's. It's That's pretty spot on. Uh, <laughs> Gee, that, that Elizabeth, you said Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth she was talking about. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Well, that's, she studies that. They said she's a near-death expert. Oh, well, honey, it sounds like I, it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> she said, <laughs> I mean, the rest of it was real good too. Like the whole quote, I was like, "The accuracy. Yeah, this is you. You study this field, girl. Maybe the field. accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she do that. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah. That's Elizabeth. Whoever she is. Shout out to you. Um, yes, is. She mm-hmm. said that. So mm-hmm. when we think about grief, I mean, obviously, you know, naturally, most people think about grief as mm-hmm. a loss of a person, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it could be anyone and I think what I've like realized I feel like 2020 kind of like kicked off a lot of different things as far as like just for me personally like it was like COVID obviously Mm -hmm. but then people were dying like I remember my cousin Mm -hmm. died um from making out of cancer like May of 2020 Mm -hmm. and I remember I was supposed to go on a trip with my line sisters uh, mm-hmm. to New Orleans. It happened to be the weekend of my dad's 60th birthday. And I ended up not going. And um, I ended up going to my dad's party. They had a surprise party for him, which wasn't a surprise because the Negro knew. Um, <laughs> That's always fun. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, and so, but my cousin was there. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be the last time I got to see him. Mm-hmm. alive and I remember thinking like wow like that's mm-hmm. wild mm-hmm. like but I was grateful because I felt like God knew like he mm-hmm. knew like because you know God knows everything I always tell people God has got an order he makes literally like you know Correct. he makes no mistakes even if we feel like it is a mistake Absolutely. um you know and so then it was like my friend died mm-hmm. um from COVID complications mm-hmm. the following year and I mean I mean gutted me because she's a mom mm-hmm. and of a young child and I was like oh I don't like that like that, mm-hmm. that was rough and then one of my one of my girlfriends from college died on Sid's birthday mm-hmm. last year and I was like then my dog died it was like about yes. that yes. you know yes. and so um all these like just death right mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I have a thing about it and um I can't even imagine like you know, as my parents are getting older and they're they're aging, they're doing old people things like old people stuff. Old people like, stuff like real real talk. You, mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Why why are you? They don't, they what don't you, know what you mean. You was about to pass they out on the airplane. They don't know. I'm telling you, they don't you, know. 
Well, that's what you, sir. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. You said your head been hurting for three weeks, ma. What did, mm-hmm. what did you, what did you, you do? At what point did you, like, you're not going, okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's a part of life. It's the, it the guarantee mm-hmm. that we it all is. have, mm-hmm. the, the expiration date. So how do you navigate grief? Because I know you've had recently here your own mm-hmm. experience with the heavy mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. Um how are you navigating that? Um, so that's, first of all, it's a very layered question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes when we talk about grief, we're looking for a set definition. And mm-hmm. what I am learning is that there is really no set definition for grief, right? So you may be able to look up, let me, let me start with here. I lost my mom in October of 2022. Um, it was unexpected. October the 1st, I was at the hospital with her. Um, and this is for the listeners who, you know, want a little bit of background just so they have mm-hmm. a place to go. So um, my mom has had sickle cell anemia, right? My entire mm-hmm. life. So I was raised with the hospital was not something that was uncommon. Right. Um, and so I remember at an early age being the person that she would lean on when she would get mm-hmm. sick. Um, it was myself, my father, and my brother. We all lived together. Small family of four, real click tight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so when she would get sick, um, I was the one that she would reach out to and say, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and so in certain ways, our relationship from the very beginning was like, you know, she leaned on me, I leaned on her type thing. Um, so again, the hospital was nothing that was unfamiliar to me. Um this particular situation, of course, was different because she didn't come home. And mm-hmm. the expectation was that she was because she'd come home every other time before. Right. Um, and so you kind of walk into it um, thinking that it's going to be the same way that it's always been. And then when it is not, you're in a space where you're like, what happened? Like, what, what do you mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And so navigating through the process um, has been difficult. Um, It's been eye-opening. It's been healing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been revealing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been um, complex. Um, I'm learning that, I'm learning to make, you have to make space for grief. That's the, that's one of the first things that I I learned early on. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't make intentional space for grief, then grief will begin to just make its own room for its own self. And if right. it has to make room for itself in you, then there the roots are different, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to be intentional about making the space so that you can keep your roots intact and that right. you can keep your roots pure. So when you're talking about roots, are you mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? Like, like kind of explain that. So with roots, what I mean is grief, if you allow it, I have a saying, if you don't learn to respect grief, grief will disrespect you. Mm-hmm. And by saying that, what I mean is if you don't find the happy spaces, if you don't find because grief itself is so layered and it has such yeah. a negative connotation, right? Like when we think about grief immediately as negative, right? Right. Um, and, and to be honest, it is. Because it, it, that's that's what it is. It's sad. It's awful. It's hurtful. It's hateful. It's all of those things, but it's also loving and it's also beautiful and also caring and it's also healing. Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. I say that, you have to be careful to make to, that you tend to it so that it does not root in those things that can yeah. begin to poison your body uh, from mm-hmm. the inside out, right? It poisons yeah. your spirit, it poisons your soul um, because of all of the heaviness that grief totes with it. Um, yeah. If you are not intentional about making sure that you meet that heaviness with some type of light, Mm-hmm. then it'll suck the life out of you. That's what I mean yeah. when I say roots. Yeah. That makes sense. I never thought of it like root taking. Mm-hmm. I tend to just avoid it. Like that's kind of always well, been the, my MO. Like I just I've learned, like, you know, to just like don't deal with it. And and I think a lot of mm-hmm. people, a lot of people run away from it because the grief is so, first of all, it's intimidating. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. Like it's huge. You know, and I think, 
you know, to piggyback off of the of our, you know, of our sister Liz, you know, Lizzie Liz, who who made that that oh. I get folks. Not Lizzie. <laughs> who is all right, Elizabeth, if you happen to be listening, you're Lizzie Liz. Lizzie Liz. Lizzie Liz. My sister Lizzie Liz. Uh, <laughs> what I, I think people don't realize is and 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 you're grieving 90% of the time. Uh-huh. 90%. Like this is this is like books. This isn't like made up. This isn't my own opinion. Like this is study say. You uh-huh. 90% of the time. And that's literally because the world keeps going. Yep. So you the find yourself is- having that survivor's remorse like often like Oh yeah. Like you yeah. you sometimes you'll find yourself feeling guilty for being happy. Yeah, enjoying a moment, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember, you know. So and I and I say this to to people who who are tackling grief, and you mentioned like you know not dealing with it. It's one of those things where, um, depending on how heavy it is for you, right? Because some people mm-hmm. it may not be, but I will say grief affects every person. Period. Whether yeah. you are aware of it or not, whether you want to. Um, you want to acknowledge it or not, like that's mm-hmm. your business, right? But it does affect you. And yeah. what I have seen, um, and this is just my experience, is that people who are intentional about going through and processing grief and walking through grief tend to be a little less angry, frustrated, mm-hmm. um, a, more approachable, um, mm-hmm. kinder, than those who bottle it up inside and choose not mm-hmm. to deal with it because they're afraid of what they're going to feel. The truth is you're going to feel mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. Right. right? We're Why feeling not? people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I just don't understand the idea of, I don't want to feel, well, you should ask God to make you without feelings because apparently newsflash, we all got them. Okay? <laughs> we got them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's up to you. You know, so I've learned that, what ends up happening is it can come across one. That's one of the things when I say, if you don't respect grief, it will disrespect you because then mm-hmm. it has to come out. It yeah. literally has to come out. And so if you don't create the space, if you don't give it good roots, when it comes mm-hmm. out, you will begin to project. You will be angry. Yeah. You will lash. You will be standoffish. You will shut down. You will have a wall. And what ha- And then, then what happens is the people who experience you, who are still here, yeah, who still love you. They yeah. have a piss poor experience. They have a disadvantage because you mm-hmm. won't deal with yeah. the emotions that are tied to the grief. You can't I like to just I like to just kill characters off in my <laughs> books. What? I do. I like I to that's how I deal with my grief. I realize that's what I do. I, I have old people in my book and I just off them. And I do. I mean this is like what I causes or like like do they like, nah, be, like what? <laughs> it be real <laughs> so many questions. It'd be real dramatic. It don't be regular death. It'd be like like I go research for something to kill them off with. I'm so because I'm so this is how I deal with my grandmother's death. Like yeah, my granny. Yeah. yeah listen, blessed yeah. name has Nana called Gussie. Now, baby, let me tell Listen. you, she was here. She wouldn't have knocked fire for you. Don't nobody call her. You call her May. Call her May, but we don't call her that. But baby. yeah, so I didn't realize that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so in the in the book that I'm I'm so working funny. on this novel, baby, they was advocating for Big Mom. So when you, so when y'all get when this book come out, just know Big she Mom is it. only Big Mom was supposed to be dead. Okay, this is the only spoiler alert y'all get from this from this book. When y'all get it, when y'all read the character Big Mom, know that I had killed her at least five thousand ways, so many different ways. Yo, she was dead, and they was they people advocated for her. They was people talking. They was triggered and traumatized because I insisted she will die. She just ain't gonna die in this book. And this is how I deal with my trauma and my grief. You see, you see here, we just kill folks off. This is an example of dealing with my grief. <laughs> this is how I process death. I deal with it on the pages. And 
Yeah, so she she well, gonna live she this time. This, this time, but uh, this time, rest assured. Rest assured, her time is count your days, Big Ma. Count your days. <laughs> it's coming. And um, okay. I say this. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yes, this is, but on a more serious <laughs> note, this, this is a healthy way, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. to, to, to deal with it. Because yeah. I remember when my grandfather passed, yeah. uh, so it was about nine months. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was really like, I don't know. For some reason, I couldn't allow myself. Like, I was like, I got to take Sid to the doctors because this was when we were dealing with um, her having, discovering she had sickle cell trait. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. wasn't a shocker because I have the trait. And so, mm-hmm. you and know, I, so. I'll talk about that a little bit too. That's, it's, yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Traits, baby. Um, and so I was like, okay. I, it was almost like I wasn't allowing myself to grieve. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then. We get to Georgia for the day of the funeral, and I remember walking in the house. I was like, "Ooh, tears! Where'd they come yes. from?" Yes, and um, yes. I had one job. I was tasked with one job. It was to read, um, like I guess to his bio, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jamaicans are rude, but anyway, well, I yes. was finished. I agree. So, okay, <laughs> I know this, and so yes. And so I get up there. Everybody's read. My little cousins, they didn't read their little peas. Everybody's, everybody's together. Okay. I laugh at it now because it is funny now. Mm-hmm. But I get up there and I prepare myself to read. And I have been practicing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. as I'm in the pew, I'm practicing. I'm mm-hmm. trying to pull mm-hmm. together. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to read this. It's going mm-hmm. to be great. You know, you know, I can read. I said the man's name. I put the microphone down oh. and laid across the podium. And, and it that all was the end of came that. out. That was in there. And then my dad, he comes up there and he's like, oh, rubbing my back. <laughs> First, do you think you can finish reading? No, I can't finish reading. Can't even, I can't I, see the I words. can't even see the words of the paper. Oh, so no. then do this, he comes and he gets me, he's holding sitting, and they escort me. I mean, it's the whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. everybody's crying at this point because of course, of course. I mean, so I didn't even high. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even try I'm and like pers- I'm, li- I'm looking for my yeah. pers- I know pers- you don't say not wait a minute. But yes, yeah, as right. long as you know. Uh oh, but so personality wise, you know, that's not something I would do. Right. But in that right. moment I just I couldn't. And so mm-hmm. it, it's kind of been the running joke. Yeah, um, almost that you couldn't get through. Under. Well, I think that it's you know well, there's like I, you have one job. There's like you the have one job. Asked, <laughs> the pastor asked, "Could I read?" And they was like, "You showed that you couldn't read." You, you. I was oh, like, first of, all, first of all, well, we're not going to. And y'all know, right? Like, like y'all you know, know better. Why I struggle? <laughs> right. So don't don't act like no. I got up there and I was just didn't know how to pronounce it. Like. I have a whole lawyer. I got a whole I, a whole juice a living. Right. Juris doctorate. I write okay. books. Okay. okay. Do you want me to throw my credentials? I yeah, can read. Because, because but talk. in this moment, okay, you all I have his name. All I have was Everett Francis Roy. And that's all I could give you. That's all I can give you right now, bro. <laughs> that's all. But it was but holding that in was mm-hmm. so taxing on me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To like, even like I think about when my grandmother had passed, it was mm-hmm. very taxing. I do not wash clothes, by the way, on New Year's Day because she died January 1st. And I was on a phone call, true story, on a phone call with a friend. We were just talking, we were doing laundry. And she's like, Girl, don't you know? You know, because I'm like, I believe in Jesus. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. You wash your clothes, I don't, you wash, yeah, clothes, you wash, you wash somebody else. I was like, devil is alive. Yeah. Okay. Because what you not and we I washed Granny right on out. Um what? and Okay. I mean, okay. So I don't wash clothes oh, on New Year's Day. I wash it the thirty first, January second. Not gonna make it. Okay. We're just not gonna make it. So if it ain't washed by it ain't gonna be it's, it's not going to be dirty, dirty until the 2nd of January. Until the 2nd. And it's fine. Yes. It's fine. 
there's dirty. I mean, the clothes you wore on the first are dirty anyway. So that doesn't matter. Correct. It Correct. Doesn't, yeah. But I'm I not going to do it because now if you wash out on the second or the 31st, then I may go back to washing clothes on the first. But as of I've, oh, I mean, God, this has been since 2006. I have not. Oh, you real too. Like my grandmother died January 1, 2000. I have not washed clothes. Now my mother was brave and she did. And I just knew somebody was going to die. I was waiting for the call. I think, you know, it's so funny because you, <laughs> you know, and people, we can make light of it now because like, you know, you go through it, but I, it's funny because that's, that's one of the things, like, that's how it changes you though. Yeah. Like, it changes you and, and you find yourself not washing clothes on, on no. New Year's day because you're like, Hey, my connection Yo. to washing my granny passed away so yeah won't do it i mean and she was she was on hospice like she was going to go to glory mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some regardless right 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 however it just so happened to be to be yeah. and it was just right it was a couple of hours after that phone call and i was like yo Maybe there's some truth to this. I won't do that. No and I don't do superstitions to, to begin not with. Not, not and, and, and not even because I'm a, a believer or anything. I just, I just don't care. I just don't care. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. it's cute. Yeah. But that one? Yeah. yeah. I might ride that one till the wheels fall off. Yeah. That, that <laughs> might be the one. That might be the one. I was like, girl, people tell me they wash You washing clothes? <laughs> you ain't heard this? <laughs> Somebody about to die tonight. <laughs> Let me just stay home and sit in this one spot because what you not to do was Final Destination me. Yo, that movie was so terrifying. Do you know I still to this send day, my will get a car wash? Truck. I won't look behind yeah, with the, with with the wood. Baby, no. Yeah, the... Won't catch mm -hmm. me. Won't catch me? No. And then I'd be upset when folks don't let me over. You must not have seen Final <laughs> Destination, friend. You need to You must not know. Over. You I must not know. There's a demon on In them, on them laws. laws trying to get okay. you nope. no no don't do it to me That's not so today mm -mm. but you're right we we have to let it out and it's when yes. you said how it, like it comes out like yeah i'll be out here killing people in these books it will. That's just, right. just, it's gonna come out you know and i for me i i you know and everyone is not like that you know people deal with death and grief in so many different ways that's why i say yeah like, you know, Webster has its own definition of grief, you know, because it's yeah. like a generalized definition of it. But mm -hmm. I really believe that grief is, um, it's it's personal. You know, what it does is. grief look like for you, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I'm learning that, you know, grief truly is love. Um, that's yeah. what it is. Um, it's, it's love that has nowhere to go right now. Right. And so, you know, we were created to love. We were created that love, you know, love. God gives us love and we are literally a channel to, that pushes it out. Right. Yeah. And so when that type of thing happens and it happens abruptly, um, you shut it off. And then mm -hmm. all of it. But that it's the place to go that shuts off, not the pouring of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's mm -hmm. literally still, you still have so much left to give, but it's like you're hitting a wall because you don't yeah. have that person here. And so, yeah, you're, you're having to teach yourself how to redirect it. Um, yeah. You know, where where do I pour it? What what do I do? Mm -hmm. And then um, understanding that that love will never shut off, uh, which mm -hmm. means that that is why grief never stops. Okay, you mm -hmm. will grieve for the rest of your life because the love never shuts off. If the love shuts off, then possibly, right? But right. I've never known a person to lose someone that they love and then all of a sudden they no longer love them, right? right? We're not so, talking about the person you don't like or didn't care for who passed correct. on with correct. the glory. We're talking about yeah. someone who your whole heart and soul, right? Um, yeah. Who And so I, I think that because I know that about grief, I am so dead set to make sure that my roots are root, my roots are made of love and yeah, they're rooted yeah. in love. Right. I don't, mm -hmm. there's going to be status attached, right. Because that was mm -hmm. my mom. Right. And yeah. And when I say mom, I'm not, I'm not just saying just your, my mom. 
right? So let me yeah. make sure that I paint that picture, right? Like, yeah. this is the this person was your rock. To, this was my mm-hmm. rock. This was my person. This was my girl. This is my best friend. So it's mm-hmm. it's like you lose. Sometimes you lose people and you can just, and I don't want to say this and minimize it because I don't know what the, who that is, right? But what I, some people have not ever met their mother, mm-hmm. right? And so the way that they may feel about their auntie is how I feel about my mom. Or the mm-hmm. way they may feel yeah. about their cousin is how I feel about my mom. Or how yeah. they feel about a friend or, or, or your spouse or whoever that, whoever your person mm-hmm. is, whoever that mm-hmm. person is for you. It is completely different because you lose more than just the title. You lose yeah. more than just the person, right? So good, um, yeah. It's, it's so understanding that and giving and making room and space for all Mm-hmm. of who that person was to you, right? And yeah. respectfully grieving mm-hmm. each one of them, right? Yeah. I'm grieving the fact that my mom is not here. I'm grieving the fact that my best friend is not here. I'm grieving the fact that my support system is not here. I'm mm-hmm. grieving the fact of all of these things. And I'm realizing now that, okay, she was all of this. So now I have mm-hmm. all of this space. And I tell folks all mm-hmm. the time, I feel like there's always some, there's this, there will forever be, a space that no one will ever feel for whoever right. that person is for you. Mm-hmm. And you would be a fool. And I mean this, and I listen, and I'm saying this with as much love as I possibly can, but oh. you would be a whole fool if you mm-hmm. think that you're going to find somebody to fill it up because that mm-hmm. was never carved out for them from the beginning. Right. Mm. Like you, you gotta be able to allow that person and all that they were and all that they have always been to you to be, that that space is done. Like yeah. that space for my mom, that's hers. Like I know that. And so what one of the things that I love when people say, listen, I'm not gonna ever try to replace her. Right. Yeah. And they're like, I'm just gonna be here. And I'm like, okay, great. Because you know I mean nobody's gonna replace you. No way. Right. <laughs> right. Do it. No way. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm not some folks immediately try to look for like who can fill this space. What can make me feel better? Because mm-hmm. it's like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can feel better. But I think that if you take the time to honor and respect and love and allow whoever that person was for you to be what fills that box that they made, that they created, that they feel, and you get to Mm -hmm. hold on to that. And now you get to open up and possibly have other people um, fill their boxes in different ways now, because you're going to naturally want certain things, you know, you're going to feel mm-hmm. as my mm-hmm. therapist likes to tell me, you may not have a single person, but you may have persons and you may build, um, what I like to call as a quilt. Yeah. Right? And that's Good. this person is for this. They make me laugh like she did. Yeah. Right. This person makes me think like she did. This person challenges mm-hmm. me like she did. So it may not be yeah. a single person, but you may end up having to make a quilt. And that then becomes your, your support system and you have more Mm -hmm. people to make up that one person. So yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. It's layered. Yeah, it is. Because I think about my girlfriend, she's been on the show, Ebony, whose sister Mm -hmm. passed away. Mm -hmm. And when we Mm -hmm. met, um, I think her sister had only passed uh, maybe a year or two out Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it feels very ordained. Mm-hmm. The way mm-hmm. we connected, mm-hmm. and I'm fully aware I'm not here to yeah. replace by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But I was positioned yes. for for her yeah. to yeah. come into that life, not to necessarily feel the space that Tia had, but just to be to let her know, hey, I'm also your sister. Like God is Absolutely. positioning me here to be. So I am your sister, yeah. these, these three kids are now your nieces and nephew. Yeah. Like yeah. we, and we connected on such a deep soul level Yeah, um, yeah. that, you know, I, it's, it's really weird to kind of describe the yeah, way oh, I, get it. I get it. Our relationship it. has been, but mm-hmm. you, but you know that it mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. God ordained. Like, if, Absolutely. You, know, so like you just know like it was one of the things. And so watching her kind of navigate the grief of her sister, the loss mm-hmm. of her sister mm-hmm. and giving her that space mm-hmm. and just kind of through her learning how to speak to people who are grieving, because that's another thing that people struggle with. And we talked about this here 
y'all on the uh, infertility episode as far as like what to say to people. Like Ooh, that's tough because people just be saying stuff. They say all kinds of stuff. And while yes, you might mean and, well, but <laughs> think, no, you know, <laughs> I agree. I feel like sometimes because you don't know what to say, um, you just, and they, oh God, like they really do mean well. Like, you know, they, they really do. do. We and need they you just, to get like Job's wife and shut up. Well, yes. And so let me tell you this. I, I praise God because I will say this though, and that's for folks who have said it. Um, and this is maybe I'll just speak for me. If a person is grieving, Eight times out of ten, I think that's a safe estimate. They probably heard nothing that you said. Probably not even a little I'm bit. Just, I'm just going to tell you ahead of time. Like, I appreciate you. I'm going to acknowledge. I found myself acknowledging um, mm-hmm. often. But if you ask me all the things that were said, all of the condolences that were sent, I probably mm-hmm. remember a good handful of them. Right? Yeah. But and it doesn't mean that it didn't mean anything. It just means that you are, your judgment is in the space to receive. You're just yeah. not. And and so um, you know that it's going to happen. You know that people are going to be here to give you their condolences. You know what's happening. But I think that sometimes, and I want to make sure I say this, it is very difficult sometimes to accept the condolences because you also know why they're coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, mm-hmm. it's more reality that, that person that they're giving you it's condolences for is not here. No longer here. Yeah. And so mm. sometimes it's difficult and I, and I've, and it's a human thing. Right. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's just difficult sometimes to be like, yes, thank you. Oh yes. Thank you. Oh, oh yes. Thank you. And you're going to say all of that, but those are constant reminders that man, like, mm-hmm. Your reason why you're telling me that you are praying for me and that you're sending my condolences, sending your condolences to me is because my mom, my mom died. And so you are still trying to wrap your brain around it. And so everything, especially in the very beginning, everything for like that first week up, I will say everything that leads up to whenever you decide to have the funeral, right? It's intense. It's heavy. Everything is a reminder of the mm-hmm. fact that that person is not here. And so yeah. in some ways people get angry when people give them their condolences or they do say things because they're angry because because they're being reminded. Yeah. Right? And yeah. they may not respond or they may not react because it's a reminder, right? Um, but I think in that space, like, you know, like be mindful of what you're saying. Like, don't just say anything. Yeah. Please don't just say anything. But I definitely think that it is a good thing to say, hey, I'm praying for you. You know, you're on my, right. you know, I, I get yeah. it or whatever. Kind of so leave them, those there. Yeah. Leave that there. Give them their space. Give them their time to process because it's mm-hmm. going to take a minute. And they're not going to yeah. give you no way. And don't, and don't do the whole thing. They're in a better place with the Lord. Please don't. The, don't Please. do that. And, don't. and let me tell you something. Let me tell you And don't tell them what, what somebody would wish for them. Like, they would want you to be happy. They might. I don't know. But, like, and, don't. And and what's interesting is because right then and there you are having it's a huge and says I'm gonna be honest it is mm-hmm. a huge conflict between your brain and your heart. Correct. Yeah. War, yeah. Right. Because your brain says they're not here. They're no longer hurting. They are in a better place. That your mm-hmm. family, you know, they would want you not to be hurt. They would want so you, you not to you, be you probably right. logically know. You lo- yeah. logically, practically, absolutely makes sense. Understand. Mm-hmm. But from a heart perspective, from an emotional yeah. perspective, um, none of that makes sense. And none of that mm-hmm. matters. Because at the yeah. end of the day, you want your person back. Correct. And that's not going to ever change. Like, yeah. there's nothing that's going to ever change that, that you just wish that you were. There are going to be moments you're going to say, I wish they were here for this. I wish that you were, they were here for this. And it's literally yes. going to be every single day. And so yeah. while you know these things, I had a um, I had a, a video that I posted not too long ago on, on my social media. And it talked about um, your head knowing, mm-hmm. but your heart being afraid. Right. Yeah. Your head knows that God is still good. Your head knows that he's all worthy. Your head knows that you can trust him, but your heart is wounded because of the level of hurt and the depth of hurt. And so Mm -hmm. 
you are trying to come, your head is trying to convince your heart that it's okay, but your heart is like, but it hurts so bad. So I yes, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so yeah. you are, and that ha- that happens for a while. And that's, I mean, and you mm. can be like Bible scholar, Bible caring, but when you lose someone like that, yeah, it it literally shakes your whole world, and you you you're tested. Everything that you've ever yeah. believed, everything that you were ever taught, all of the things that you were mm-hmm. taught, and God is this, all of that is tested because I remember this type of pain before. Correct. I remember when my granny died. That's how I felt. I mm-hmm. felt because that was my prayer warrior. That was mm-hmm. who taught me how to pray. This was the woman who I remember seeing her at her kitchen table, or she was in her room and she was praying, and like. Yeah. You know, the same person would tell me to go outside and get a switch. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. But I'll be outside. <laughs> I'll, be outside. I'll just go outside because I'm not doing that mind, for you. You forget. <laughs> right. She didn't forget, but she yeah. wasn't going to do it. Yeah. But um, a little short self. But I just yeah. remember for the longest time. And I remember mm-hmm. my, my grandfather, um, Papa, telling him. And he had to kind of help talk me through it. Because I was just like, coming to this house is weird. Mm-hmm. Like she's not here, but I feel her mm-hmm. in everything. And even though she's been gone for as long as she's been gone for, um, there's just moments. It was just, like you say, it just hit you because we were close to, mm-hmm. you know, my mom's mom. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just like, oh, like my sister made a post one year on the anniversary of her passing. And she's like, I'm forgetting your voice for whatever reason shook me and my mom. Ooh, messed us. I mean, it, that was a couple of years ago, like threw me for a loop because I was like, dang, I haven't, you know, I used to be able to imitate her voice real good and be yeah. like, Freddy. yeah. And yeah. you know, because you yeah. had this little high pitched voice yeah. and, and it was just weird. And so it's just like, it does, it ebbs and flows. And I think, you know, we talking about, you know, people, but there's so much grief that comes with, I think kind of being a mom, like when you become a mom, you kind of, that we don't talk about because we don't get the space to to do it. You know what I mean? To to grieve being single, that life before the children came, before the the significant other came, and things shifted, and we were not given permission to grieve. And I think so often time as women, especially as mothers, we're never given opportunity to grieve because we still got to perform, so to speak. We still got to be on. It's just like, even when we're sick, you're still talking to me and I'm sick. I am near death myself. And you still want me to make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When there's another grilled cheese. Well, I don't. I don't. Today, I'm not. Just going to be your friend. Right. Or starve. Yeah. As they said, I'm getting the beast. Starve. Like, there's options here. Right. I mean, so... And I think we need to, as moms, Mm -hmm. we have to start carving out space for ourselves to to grieve whatever losses for our self-care. And so as you've been in this space Mm -hmm. of grieving, what have you done to like carve space to do that? Like what has been helpful for you to be like, okay, I need a moment family or I need a moment mm-hmm. clients. I need mm-hmm. a moment to just be, mm-hmm. um, what, what have you been doing to kind of help with that? Such a good question. Um, so from the business perspective, when my mom passed October 1st of last year, um, as a makeup artist, anyone in this industry knows that, especially in the South, anyone in this industry knows that October, well, September, October, are like huge wedding months, right? Because it's it hot as hell outside, right? And yes. so, um, you know, I think that, so let's start from the business perspective. <laughs> I had just done a makeup for a bride. Her wedding was actually the day that my mom passed away. Um, mm. I had been in her house that Friday to do makeup for them for a rehearsal dinner and stuff like that. And I left all my things there with the intention of coming back the next morning. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be back, right? Um, that didn't happen. Um, and so from a business perspective, I praise God because all of my clients, and I mean, all of my clients had been so understanding, right? Like I had to give deposits back. I had to find people to cover and God places people in your life, 
um, that you may not understand and know why they're there initially, but then things like this happen and all of a sudden you go, oh my God, this is why you're here, right? And so I was able to call on one of my sister friends who's also a makeup artist um, to step in for the things that I could not do. And so what I will first say is to carve out space is to take a step back, give yourself time Mm -hmm. from the business perspective, right? Because Mm -hmm. it is unkind for you to ask of yourself to show up in the capacity that you've always shown up when there Mm -hmm. is a part of you that is literally missing. Right. It is so unkind to you for yourself, like for you to do that to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it would have been unfair for me to do that to myself. And I had to come to a space where whether my clients understood or not, right. Yeah. I had to make sure that I was showing up for me in that space and in that capacity, right? I mean, you don't want me doing your makeup, no way, because I'm not going to be able to focus. I'm going to be crying the whole time. Snot and crying. Yeah, it's going to be a fool, right? And so it's going to be a mess. Gonna yeah. know what's going on, right? So yeah. that's the first thing when it comes to clients. When it comes to um, carving out the space as a mother, I will say to any mom, it it's a very interesting thing to be a mom who's lost her mom. Mm-hmm. Because you still want yours, yeah. And because of that, what that has taught me is that my children still deserve me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also deserve me to be transparent with them. So my children mm-hmm. and I have this thing where um, I am very, and you know, sis, like I'll tell them, and this is mm-hmm. nothing to do with like death or whatever, but I'll tell them in a minute, mommy is overstimulated. Y'all got a whole lot going on. Like, give me a mm-hmm. second. Everything is making noise. Anything that can make noise in this house is making noise right now. And so right. everything is happening. And that's kind of how grief is to a degree because mm-hmm. it never turns off. And so yeah. you may have moments where it's louder than the other mm-hmm. moment before and you need to have a quiet moment, Right. And so mm-hmm. I've been very transparent with my children and allowing them first to see me grieve. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it is also unfair for you to hide your grief from your children because you're teaching them so good. Um, how to bottle up their own emotions. You feel, yeah. right? And just because you're an adult doesn't mean that you don't have feelings. And I think that sometimes mm-hmm. it's this idea that we have to paint this picture to our kids. Yeah, that we are protect sh- them sh- from yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm so strong and you don't cry. And yeah, so I'm, I'm a superhero. I first of all, I'm not. I, I could tell you right now, I'm not a superhero. I cry. Um, yeah, and I, especially after I turned 30. I don't know what happened, um, it just happens. And, and so, hormones or something, I don't know. <laughs> turned 30, and baby, the waterworks was in full effect. And so, um, but I've been honest with them, I've been transparent with them. Um, when I'm having a moment. Um, I'll tell them I'm having a moment. Give me a second. Mommy needs a minute. And my daughter especially um, will be, are you missing Nana? And I don't say, no, I'm fine. I say, yes. And it is, t- and it's a tough moment right now. And she goes, okay. Mm-hmm. And then she'll give me the space and you'll be shocked um, yes. by how your children will respond to your pain. Yeah. How they will have respond- to teach kids. This is a part of actual life. Like this is, this <laughs> happens and it's, Death is no respecter of age or person. person. It is going to happen. Mm-mm. There are not always, and as you know, something as a children's book writer as well mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I sometimes challenge is we try to shield kids from the bad things in these books. But yeah. there are kids who are, you know, yes, books should be an escape for them for sure. 1000%. However, comma, mm-hmm. there needs to be space in the industry yes. that really deals with hard yes. things. And there are books that are out there, but they're not mm-hmm. that look like us. Agreed. But right. another topic. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. But we need to show hey, this is grief the grief mm-hmm. of a sibling, mm-hmm. grief of a grandparent, grief mm-hmm. of a parent, grief, mm-hmm. grief of a dog. Yes. And it's Baby okay. Yeah, when Prada died, baby. Oh, I know. We talked because they're part of your I think you called me that day. I did. And I was a a mess. You hear me? But I didn't realize how it affected the kids. Yes. Yes. And and Sydney, I mean, sometimes she'll just randomly just say, I miss Prada. Yes. And I was like, and I mean, I know I'm talking about my dog, but like this 
baby was a part of my, she came when I was having like depression and heartbreak and all this stuff. Like she was yeah. my girl. Yeah. Love that little, little dog. And sometimes I just look over at the crate and I'm like, man, she's really not here or having like finally move her dog. But like it took a minute to like move stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, this moments where I just think about her and I just be like, man, like she's really gone. Like mm-hmm. the dog is really in this canister. And but, but she was on the she was on the bookshelf, but I moved her. But um, okay. you know, I don't say do this is a funny. Story. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, something really funny. Okay, y'all. So this is this is funny. This is this is I. T knows I got no sense. I'm gonna share this with y'all, and I'm gonna tell y'all how my mind works. And anyway, it's ridiculous. So let's pray for me. But this is what I'm gonna say. So we were at my mom's repast, and you talking about the, the, the puppy being on the shelf. This is what reminded me. Of. So, um. By no means was I, there ever any plans to cremate my mother, right? Like, I I just can't do it. It's a little interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, listen, I'm not the person that's going to tote you. I'm just not. I'm not going to tote you. That's your business. Hey, if you can tote people, tote them all you want. Tote. But I'm not toting you, okay? Um, so You're not going to tote me? I'm not. Don't tote me. I won't tote Don't you, do that. I promise Don't you, you'll sit right there. Now, I love you. But oh. that'll have to be between your husband and your children. And I'll be the friend and say, I'm going to pray for y'all. And you let me know when, you know, you go. And I'll I'll be oh. FaceTime me in because I will oh. lose my mind. I can't. So, oh. I'm okay, so listen, so, stay focused. So, um, <laughs> we're at the repass. And um, <laughs> so, one of my, uh, you know, first of all, let me say this. Funerals and weddings bring everybody together okay and when I say everybody I mean everybody okay and so I Mm -hmm. I love my family my family knows I love me and my family also my family knows I love my my family also knows that we have some very interesting people a part of it and so we we tend to have get tickled so here's the what happens so we're at the repast and I'm going through and I'm telling people thank you for coming and I love them Mm -hmm. and things like that and I mean that you know and I'm like because you really came and you know you grieve with us and there is power in grieving together. I will say that too. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was speaking with my uh, my aunt's boyfriend. And, uh-huh. you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'm really, really sorry about your mom. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know, whatever. And he goes, you know, uh, my mom, my mom died like two weeks ago. It was like either a week or two weeks ago. And first one, my first one was like, what you doing here? Like, how you going to do two funerals back to back, right? And because right. I, I couldn't imagine, right? Like, correct. I, there's just no way. I have to send you a card, and I mean that. So, um, he goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh man, like, dang, I'm, I'm so sorry, right? Legit, I am." So he says, "Yeah, you know, this, but I always got her with her. She's right here." And so when he says that, he's guys. I know you don't see me if you're just listening. He holds up his necklace, okay, <laughs> and in his necklace. Oh. some of her remains and so because me of who I am and if you don't know me you should know that I show and T is doing all this because she's <laughs> she already knows that my face <laughs> my face said it all <laughs> and so for me because you look at him <laughs> disgusted you got human remains around your neck proudly Dead ashes. Like if you, if this pops open, <laughs> dead people is upon me. Dead is. Girl, I, and I, I was like, oh, oh, well, God bless. Okay. He's like, yeah, you know, I'll carry it with me. And I'm like, look at him shaking it around like a salt shaker. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh my god, you're so she's disgusted in, the, in this she's moment. In the, just like, she's in all the you think about, too? like, like <laughs> it's yes, it's so. Telling you, so that it, when I say to you, like people handle it, in they have ways. They, different ways, baby. Because I tell you, I love, I love Elvis and I love Jenny, but where they won't be is around, around my, my neck. neck. I guarantee it. I can promise you that. Yes, yeah, I promise they, you that. They, they might be on the shelf next to Prada. Well, that's, and see you, and and that's it. Like, and that's it. That's it. That's it. They decide to be there because I'm not going to creature made a meter. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. Like I just, I and so I, and that's just a little funny story. But I think that it's so funny oh. because I was so tickled because I'm like, oh, 
Okay. Oh, okay. I said, well, yeah. um, thank you so much for coming. I mean, I don't <laughs> know what else to say. <laughs> I appreciate your condolence. Thank yeah, you. Um, and I'm sorry for your loss, too, by the way. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that, was, I just, that was a commercial break. But you asked me that. So giving them space and then making sure that you create space for them, too. Because your children yeah. your children are going to feel Because they and need to grieve, too. I think it's yeah. important. You mentioned say about talking about product. You know, I will say in the very beginning, when Mackenzie grieves, she grieves different than I do. And yeah. so it was uncomfortable at first. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that she likes to talk. Like, okay, we come home, we have to tell the children what's happened. And I am mm-hmm. like running this conversation over in my head over and over and over. I don't know how we can say it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we get there and we tell them. And of course, they, they're broken and they are shocked just like we are. Because it yeah. doesn't make sense when you're talking about it, especially mm-hmm. fresh, fresh. And she was like the one that immediately wants to go watch a video of my mm, mom. Absolutely, absolutely not. Okay. And so, <laughs> and so for me, I'm like, what are you doing? Right? What, what is the Wakanda is with this? How are you even, how, and, but for her, right. And That's I had what to she needed later that she yeah. had to be able for her she has to be able to go back and be able to watch those movies. Watch she has to videos. see the memory. She yeah. has to see that. And whereas for me in that space, I was trying not to accept. I'm a hider. Yeah, I'm a hider. I Hide everything. It. I can't. Yeah. Give me a second to even. And so, Process. but she is yeah. like that. So she'll bring up like, well, you know, I remember when Nana. And so I had to create space for my children too yeah. because it's not just you it's one of the things where it's called a um they call it shared loss and when yeah. you have a shared loss um you have to be able to respect the fact that everybody is grieving at the same time and, yeah. and that's why sometimes when grief happens like that some people in some relationships don't make it because yeah. they can't they can't go through the grief together you know, yeah, because they're heavy. both suffering. Yeah, they're both suffering. Yeah, you know, and so, yeah. But making sure that you let them know that you're being transparent with your children, giving them the space that they need, um, so that they can grieve, and showing them the healthy way to grieve, mm-hmm. so that yeah. they can become adults who know how to articulate their emotions, articulate their feelings, and mm-hmm. uh, be okay with that. And that's been really important for our son because he's yeah. he's like kind of like. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to generalize most men because that's, that's a stereotype. But in my experience, okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a lot of the men that I've known, um, they mm-hmm. have a tendency to be uncomfortable with yeah, it, um, the feelings, with yeah. the feelings. And, and so mm-hmm. they tend to shy away from it. And then what ends up happening is like we talk about, like you, it comes out in your writing, right? It may yeah. come out. And so for him, it started coming out in his behavior. Right, it started mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah, and his, his grades started to suffer. Yeah, and I remember um, sitting him down one day um, because it was it had gotten to a place where I was like, "Listen, we have got mm-hmm. to have a come to Jesus talk because this is a fool, right?" And yeah. I said to him, "You are not the only person that lost someone who you love. Everyone yeah. in this home lost the same person." Now, she meant different things to each one of us, but we are all hurting in the same way. It, it, mm-hmm. We're hurting because of the same reason, right? It may yeah. be different, but it is not fair for you because you won't deal with, or you won't handle, or you won't walk through, or you won't, you're afraid, right? It's mm-hmm. not fair for you to project all these anger, all this anger, all these feelings, and all these emotions on other people and beat up mm-hmm. on other people because you're upset and you're sad, right? Yeah. And so- mm-hmm. Because I know that that's what this is attached to, let's have a conversation about it. And so you may have to take the time out to talk to one of your kids more often because you yeah. know they're not going to come to you. Yeah. Put them in therapy, do something like and play therapy. Offers that. I didn't know that. I had yeah. learned that. Hospice oh, really? Hospice, okay. Hospice, if you're looking or you know that your child is having an issue or they're struggling with um, mm. grief in that way, um, there mm. are some check with your local hospice because hospice will do what they call um group therapy and play therapy mm-hmm. with children and all yeah. the children come together and what happens is they begin to have conversations with other children who've experienced yes. the loss 
and they're yeah. in a safe space um, to be mm-hmm. able to do that, to be able to share. And so that yeah. is something that we are definitely looking into for, for our son because he's yeah. having a more difficult time with walking through the process um, mm-hmm. and understanding the feelings. Yeah, because they're new feelings too. And I'm just, I'm just such a huge component, a proponent of therapy. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, for any and everything, like Baby, if the yes. dogs need therapy, I put them in, they, and they could go to therapy. They need therapy. Well, you know, they do have that. I've heard. Do like, they? They have play therapy don't, for dogs. Don't, don't. Well, you know, isn't that what Caesar does? Isn't that, isn't that what he does? Who is Caesar? You know who is Caesar? Caesar? Girl, look him up. The little white dog. The little no, white dog on um. Okay, first of all, Caesar's a guy. He's a, he's a whole man. Oh, you're not talking about the food. <laughs> you're not talking about the dog food, Caesar. No, the man. Cause... You never heard of him. I'm gonna send it to you after. He he's all on television, but he's like a dog whisperer. Whisperer thing. thing. Yes, it's pretty remarkable. I might call Caesar. He's I mean, He's pretty remarkable. He's pretty awesome. Because these dogs. Yeah, they can be a little cray cray. Now, I don't, you know, therapy, I'm happy you mentioned it. I, I tell people, if you've not started, you should definitely, if you're grieving, I strongly, strongly suggest Absolutely. that you go yeah. through therapy, whether it's a group thing or it's individual. Now, I learned that group therapy, grief therapy, as far as a group session, that ain't for me. That ain't my cup of tea. Um, Goodbye. Can't do it. I tried, and I had to tell my therapist, I did try, and well, that's that really is not my thing, and she said that's completely fine. It is not. That would be too heavy for me. Yeah, that, I don't. That, I don't want to be in no. That's yeah, I don't want to be in because. And then also, I don't want to go through the Olympics of minimizing my traumas or minimizing my experience mm-hmm. because someone else tells their story and it sounds really, really sad or sadder than mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. And people do that; they tend mm-hmm. to minimize mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. things because mm-hmm. um, you begin that to people prepare. go through. Yeah. We compare. We compare everything as humans, and I, I mean, I guess it, I mean it's human nature, but I, we don't got time to be doing that. So, you know, as we get ready to like wind down, what is one thing you would share with moms um, walking through this this journey? I mean, because it's it's part of life. It's a thing that happens. We're we'll all experience it um, at some point or another. Um, but what is just one thing that you would tell tell these mamas out here so mom if you lost someone um whoever that person is for you what i would tell you is to give yourself tons of grace because this Mm. you're going to need it be patient with you be patient with you you've had however many years you've had to love that person um to spend time with that person um Mm. to share yourself to share your life with that person it is not going to shut off in a day, in two days, in two months. It may not even shut off in two years. And I'll be honest, I don't think it's going to shut off ever, right? But I think that the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is to be gracious to yourself and and to just make room for you. Make room for you in that space of going. I don't have to have all the answers right now. Yeah. Nobody expects yeah. me to. And if they expect you mm-hmm. to have all the answers, Kick them to the. I mean this, like put them in timeout because yeah, no, reevaluate, reevaluate that, that, right? And that's and I'm being 100 honest about it. I don't care who it is. I don't care. I don't um, care. Best friend, cousin, but you got to create. You got to give yourself grace. You got to give yourself grace because you'll find yourself as moms. Oftentimes we show up in spite of. Remember we talked about if I'm sick, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna do all of that. I'm gonna. So sometimes you get the guilt. That's attached yep. to not being able to show up mm-hmm. because you miss that person. And so, yeah. but you've got to give yourself grace because that'll help you get to the healing and the other side of it um, yeah, more than anything sure. else. So yeah, give yourself yeah. grace. You're going to need it. Lots of it. it. Lots of grace. Lots you know, of we, it. we love grace over here. Yes, because, honey. Yeah, we live in that grace. We, yeah. we got to. So this has been amazing. Um, yes. There were laughs and not yes. a lot of tears. Not no tears. Listen, yes. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I did my job. I you did. did. My job. I had I had to issue on that. You was okay. ready though. You was ready. So tell people, um, what are you doing and how they can connect with you if you are out here on Beyonce's internet. Oh my um, gosh. 
yes what's 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 so what's the um, goings on what's the goings on so i am um in the process of sharing the story through grief of my grief story and my journey um, on, my, on all of my social media platforms. So, um, because I believe that this journey is not just for me. Um, none of the things that I've gone through are just for me. So I believe in sharing and there's healing in that. So you can look me up on IG uh, at, at Kai Glover, M-U-A, because I'm a makeup artist, not moi. Okay, that's not a kiss. Although, mwah. yeah. Um, but it's Kai, K-Y, Glover, G-L-O-V-E-R-M-U-A. Um, and that's on Instagram. And then Facebook is the same thing, um, hyphen makeup artist. So it's Kai Glover, M-U-A, hyphen, or dash, right? Dash, hyphen, whatever. Hyphen, all artist. the same. All the same. But don't so worry. We we'll put it in the show notes. And I would love, love, love to have you. I would. Come join Yes, come get this. Work. We do. A lot of gems being dropped over there on her mm-hmm. space. A very yes. safe space. We love it. it. And we love you. I love you. Um, but thank you for, for coming and, and joining me today on the other side. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been good. It's been good. And to my mommies out there, we see you. You know how we do. We see you on the other side, y'all. Bye.